You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, I'd like to take a minute to tell you about how to sign up for Cavs Text and Analysis from me, Chris Fedor. Here's how it works. I'll text you a few times a day with the inside scoop and analysis on the team. What I'm hearing, I give it to you before things happen. Like Kevin Love being reprimanded for his outburst. Like the Cavs losing the pre-lottery coin flip to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like Lindsey Gottlieb's decision to leave. You get the juicy nuggets even before they're up on Cleveland.com. You can also text me directly, day, night, whenever, but I mean, let's not get too carried away. Still, it's a great way to cut through the clutter of social media. Try a 14-day free trial. You can cancel anytime. All it takes is one text, but you won't want to cancel. So many subscribers have joined and stayed over the last year. They love it and interact with me on a daily basis. You can too. $3.99 a month, which is less than 14 cents a day. It's a perfect time to join. It's the run-up to the NBA draft, free agency around the corner. It's a critical offseason for the Cavs. Go to cleveland.com slash Cavs, click the blue banner at the top of the page, or text me, 216-208-4499, 216-208-4499. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast here on cleveland.com. I am your host, Hayden Grove, joined, as always, by our Cleveland Cavaliers beat reporter for cleveland.com, Mr. Chris Fedor. And once again, back-to-back weeks, we have a special guest joining us. Last week, we were blessed enough to have Chad Ford. We had Bobby Marks. And now we have none other than, I don't want to call him Mr. Cavalier because that's Austin, <laughs> but certainly a, uh, a very, very prominent member of the Cleveland Cavaliers family for many, many years. Mr. Larry Nance Jr. joining us today on the podcast. And Larry, just first of all, how has the offseason been? What have you been up to? How are you doing? Uh, life has been good. I am just here in Cleveland, been here in Cleveland just about the whole time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Back and forth to the gym. I'm getting to, uh, get to enjoy my summer a little bit. It's been nice. When you're at the gym, how is the pro, how are the COVID protocols? I mean, is it kind of more back to normal than, than, than it was like a year ago? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. So for me, you know, it's different for vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. So for me, it's, um, it's, uh, I have my shot. So like for me, I, I walk in and it's like it was two years ago before COVID. So it's wonderful. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have a place where we can go and just live like nothing happened. So Larry, for people that, that want to know what it's like for an athlete in the off season, um, what, what would you say your daily routine is when it goes to uh, Cleveland Clinic courts? on the court versus in the weight room, things along those lines. So uh, summertime, yeah, it's, it, we're working out five days a week right now, Monday, Friday. Um, and, you know, uh, most of the time I'll wake up, get to the gym around 9.30, um, you know, get a little bit of treatment, in, do some stretching, do some foam rolling and, and loosen up. Uh, hit the weight room around 10, 10, 15, depending on how long that takes. Um, a whole lot of stuff, you know, there, you know, for me, it's a whole lot of, you know, surrounding my knees with muscles. Like I just did this past season, make sure they stay healthy. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just every player has their own unique program. Um, and then from there, we're straight to the court, you know, so I'm on the court around 11, 1130. And, uh, you know, it's uh, a whole array of things. Um, ball handling, shooting, shooting's the main one for me right now. Um, ball handling, shooting work um 
post moves. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's court work, you know, so anything goes and we're working on it all. So it's uh, a lot of times coming in the gym in the summertime and looking for a, uh, Looking for a refined basketball player is not what you're going to get. You're going to get a whole lot of fumbling the ball and, you know, uh, you know, guys learning, how to think, you know, guys, you know, getting uncomfortable out of the things they normally do. So, you know, am I, am I normally coming off pin downs, you know, taking one dribble to the left, crossing it back between my legs and going to finish? No, but you know what, in the summertime, you tighten the handle and we're working on stuff just to expand our games and whatnot. So, um, you know, it's a whole lot of, uh, and that's where your game, that's where your game grows. And so that's what we're doing in the summertime. You spent, you spent a lot of time um, on the three point line. I mean, is that still something you're, you're, you're working at and getting after this summer? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's been done nothing but get better since I started shooting it. And uh, you know, I, I, I think the biggest thing with me is shooting, you know, these, these guys get on me all the time about like, dude, shoot the heck out of it why why don't why aren't you letting it go more and so you know it's it's just a rep for me you know shooting threes is something i didn't do until two years ago and so it's uh it's it's definitely a, you know a learning process with those shots in there when to take them and whatnot so um you know again you know just reps so that when i do take them i'm confident in them and and uh you know hope, hopefully we'll see another another jump of percentages here i know um a lot of different players have their own little thing that they do. Kevin is big into yoga. Uh, Kevin Love, that is big into yoga. Um, Darius mixed in boxing, I want to say, last year. You know, some guys do biking. Colin Sexton was saying he bikes a lot. Do you have, like, that one thing um, that that is, like, mixed into your workout regimen that, that people wouldn't expect because you're a basketball player? Uh, yeah, so for me, it, it is yoga. Uh, but you're saying Kevin does yoga. Look, Kevin, Kevin does kayaking and um, backpacking and vacationing. And uh, <laughs> I look, I've never seen Kevin Love do yoga. Now, if you want to say if you want to say like uh, Versa Climber or something else, I'll hear you. But Kevin does not do yoga. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So then what is it that before games... He has his little timer on his phone and he's doing all these weird stretches and weird poses. Like, what is that called? If that's not yoga. Man, that is him stretching. It's just Man, that, like, that, 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 don't, that don't look. A, no, there is a large difference. That is Kevin with his little, you know, whatever app it is. And he's stretching, getting ready for the game. Yoga. He, Kevin does not do. I would love, I would pay to see Kevin do yoga. I would pay. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. It would be, you know, that's, I think that's a, that needs to be his next post or something because I need to see it. <laughs> I love it. You should pay him. You should pay him to do some hot yoga. I think he'd probably accept that payment. Uh, he might. He might. I don't know. He's got, <laughs> he's got some high bidders for his services. <laughs> so that means your thing is yoga then? Uh, yeah. I mean, I do a little bit of yoga and I'm more so just messing around with Kev, but um, yeah, I, I do some yoga, you know, just loose things. It's great. I think it's great for athletes, you know, just loosening up your joints, you know, loosening up, you know, you know muscles, tendons. And we are, you know, as a, as a whole, basketball players, we're pretty, you know, a tight, we're pretty tight bunch. You know, our calves, our Achilles, our, our quads, our hamstrings are pretty tight because we do a whole lot of, you know, fast twitch uh, type actions. And so I think yoga does a great job of kind of opening us up and, and uh, you know, expanding, expanding the mental stuff. What's up with the boxing stuff? It seems like everybody on, on the roster is doing boxing stuff this, this offseason. Um, that was more so just like we had a few guys in that week and, and you know, they wanted to go do something different. So they boxed. But I don't know if guys are – I don't think guys are maintaining that. That was more so just like one or two days that guys, uh, um, you know, went to strong style down in strong – or down in uh, independence and, and got, some, got some good work. Just some different cross training stuff. How many guys are in there with you in the uh, at the independence facility? I mean, obviously, you're kind of a different situation living here, kind of being from here. Obviously, guys are kind of all over the country. How many guys are do you see, you know, they come in and out throughout the summer? Yeah, guys come in and out throughout the summer. Obviously, Darius has been – he came in once this summer, but he's been through it. You know, he went to Vegas for the – you know, for that whole the USAB and went to Dylan's wedding. So now he's – you know, he, he deserves some time off. I hope I don't see him. 
needs to take something I want. Isaac has been here. On the other hand, Isaac's been here every day. Um, you know, that kid, I, I, had to, I had to beg him to go home. He needed to go home. It seemed like he didn't take any time off after the season. Um, so, you know, he needed to go home and take some time off. So I'm glad he is. Um, Jarrett popped in. Now, uh, Colin's been here. You know, Broderick Thomas, Lamar Stevens been here. Uh, see, Kevin Gelly's been in. I mean, we've had a lot of guys here. Dean Wade's been in, you know, maybe this one or two days this summer. So he's been in every single day. Um, no, it's been good. We've got a good group, you know, more, I would say more so than any other summer before that I've been in. It's got to be is much easier anything... for you. Go ahead, Chris. Larry, is there anything that that speaks to, to you? Anything that that shows you in, in preparation for this upcoming season? Um, I think it shows me we're getting younger. Um, you know, when you get, when you get guys, you know, that was me, you know, when, when I was in LA, I, I really wasn't in Cleveland too much in the summertime. I was in LA working out, you know, all the young guys, you know, you stay, you know, letting your coaches, you know, you know, let their coaches get your hands on you so they can mold you into the type of player that they want to see in the season. And then now as a, you know, more veterans you get, the more guys go home or have their comfortable situations where they're set up at. And so, um, you know, us being young, guys are here. Guys are here working, trying to figure out what exactly the coaches do want from them and, and what they should be working on. And so once they get, once they get that, um, you know, once they get that down, yeah, the next few years they'll start to, you know, they'll start to spend more time in Nashville, spend more time in Atlanta, spend more times where they because they know exactly what they need to work on. Um, and so, but right now, yeah, we're young, and it's great to see. It's great to see the young guys in the gym. It's it's uh it's exciting. Really. What constitutes uh, you feeling that maybe it's time for Isaac to to you know to spend some time away, or you know, you mentioned Darius, like. How long does that, what do they have to be, what do you have to be seeing to be like, you know what, take some time, like go, like you're working your butt off, like you need to step away for a second, for a little bit. No, exactly that. They're, they're working their butts off. They yeah. truly are. Um, you know, Darius went going through the whole USA basketball thing and team select was, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot, um, especially after this season, the way it was condensed and um, the back-to-backs and the way you look around the league and the myriad of injuries that that happened were, you know, time off right like yeah yeah our jobs are to work our jobs are to get better our jobs are to um you know to improve and all that but our jobs are also to take care of ourselves and then listen to what our body needs and so you know as a young guy sometimes you don't feel it or you don't you don't feel the exhaustion or you don't you know you're like no i'm good i'm good to go and probably are but at the same time it does you a world of good to listen to some of these some of these guys that have been around saying hey sit down, you know, stop, sit down. And that was me in LA again, after practice, doing 360 between the legs, windmill dunks. And, you know, my vets, Brandon Bass and Lou Wilson, young fella, there is going to be a point where you just sit down after practice and watch the young kids do it. And that's me. Uh, right now I'm, I'm there and I'm like, guys, this season's going to come up fast. You think it is, you know, just, you know, take a week off. Let your body rest, recover, and then you can get right back after it. So obviously keep working, you know, keep, don't, don't stop working throughout the summer, but, you know, a few days off, a week off here and there, I think is healthy for any athlete. Obviously, Larry, people have been talking for months, really, about just how crazy this offseason is going to be, not just for you guys, um, but, but around the NBA as well, with a lot of movement that could take place. Chatter about Dame, chatter about Bradley Beal. Uh, the draft obviously is right around the corner. Before we get into that, um, going back to the playoffs, like there were a lot of new teams in the postseason. It wasn't the usual suspects. What did you make of the playoffs? Did you enjoy them more because of, as, as a player in the NBA, did you enjoy them more because there were fresh faces and new blood? I did. I had an absolute ball watching the playoffs. Um, I, I don't know if it was more so the fresh faces, but more so the fresh places. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I love, I love, I love, I love a small market team. I think it's great. Not just because I'm, I'm in Cleveland. Cleveland. I, I, I loved it I all. I like a it. true Clevelander. <laughs> no, 
I love I love it. Like so the when the finals being most of the time when there's a finals, it's like, you know, you know, big market, big market, or big market, medium market, meet two medium markets, or something like that. And this, you know, it was like not to say Phoenix is a small market. Yeah. Phoenix and Milwaukee, I'm looking at that and going, you know, it's great. This is great. You know, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't necessarily, you know, I, I, you know, everybody has their team, they pull for a man or a player or, you know, a coach or something. But for the most part, no matter who won that, I was pretty, pretty happy with just who got there, how it took place. And the fact that, you know, the, the, the small market teams get some love because that's, that's, you know, that's exactly what you want to see in a situation like ours. Like, oh, great. Like we don't have to have a, we don't have to have a, uh, you know, a, a monster come sign here in free agency to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, you know for it, uh, for a lot of teams that are looking to build teams like Atlanta, they came out of nowhere with just Eastern Conference Finals. Like that to me is exciting. If you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, the Phoenix Suns who drafted well and signed signed a guy in free agency, that's exciting. If you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, Milwaukee who drafted well made a big trade that's exciting if you're the cleveland cavaliers so like i'm looking around going like yeah it's pretty cool like yeah i like this well it's got to be exciting then too that you that you find the cavaliers at the number three pick i mean you know i'm sure you don't know which way they're going to go i'm sure they kind of keep that in house i mean you can alert me if otherwise but um (laughs) got to be exciting to uh it's got got to be exciting to have the number three pick ready at your fingertips no, it's definitely uh, it's it's a heck of an asset. That's for sure. Um, you know, the number three pick is, is yeah. I don't know anything about the guys in the draft. I don't know anything about like it's so crazy. Like I used to know all the names and where they went to school and their stats, names were like what position they were, what size they were, how long their wingspan was. Like knew everything, and it's just this year how compact it how compact it was and it just got away from me and now like you know obviously you know for a while it's been like okay this Kate Cunningham kid must be pretty good but then like you know, the kids on the G League Ignite team I, I have I know nothing about you know I didn't get to watch much basketball nor normally like I check them out but uh, gosh it is exciting you know the number three pick is is in any draft is great, but supposedly there's supposed to be some really good prospects. And, and uh, you know, no matter what happens, you're definitely adding talent. You know, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to get a pick like this wrong. You got two days to uh, to figure out all that stuff. You got plenty of time. <laughs> I look. I am not paid to figure that stuff out. <laughs> You can just call up the front office and see if they can send you some Evan Mobley clips and, and some Jalen Green stuff, and you can break it down for them. Yeah, just look. Just let me go. Let me go to lunch with them when they get there, and I'll figure out all I need to do. Yeah. Show them around Cleveland, take them to some Browns training camp practices. Well, look, been there, done that. I've been there, done that. That's what I'm here to do. So, yeah, whoever gets here, I'm sure they'll get to know me pretty quickly. Um, when, when it comes down to it, though, like, obviously, for an athlete, there are big-time expectations and big-time pressure that come with being third overall pick, first overall pick, things along those lines. Did, did you sense that at all um, when you played in Los Angeles? I know you were different because you were a late first-round pick, but that pressure, is that actually something that is felt when you're in that kind of market or those kinds of expectations? I mean, absolutely. You know, I can't speak to my own experience, obviously. Like I said, I, that, those expectations were not me. But, you know, the guys that were around me, you know, in a, in a market like that, there's just so much pressure on every pass, every shot you take, every, every, the shoes you wear out of the court. You're just like, you are just like, what's he going to do next? Is he, you know, is, he, is it going to be, is this our guy? And mm. from game to game, opinions sway so quickly you know how fast fan bases can turn and uh you know it's it's um the bigger the bigger fan bases the bigger markets the bigger teams it comes with a whole lot of comes with a whole lot of great stuff right it really does there are perks to there are perks to that 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 
some other teams can't even touch or consider thinking about. But there is also that downside. There is the pressure. You know, there is the, oh, if you're if you're a one, two, three, maybe four pick, you are the savior of the franchise. Point blank period. So if you're not, you know, you're a bust. <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of it. You know, yeah. there's no like, no, there's no like, not a Marvin Williams, like pick number two, this guy had an incredible NBA career. Yeah, he didn't mm-hmm. save a franchise, so he's a bust. No, right. the dude played 16 years or 15 years. <laughs> like, that is an incredible career, but, you know, that's, nobody cares. He didn't save a franchise, so. Yeah. To kind of, if you've been able to kind of be on both ends of that spectrum, being in L.A., kind of having that spotlight, and then I feel like you got a, you got about, about the best situation possible in Cleveland, um, just being so comfortable and, and people knowing you and your dad. I mean, it's kind of, do you feel like sometimes you have it a lot easier than maybe some other guys that have come before you? Um, it, it, in terms of just, what do you mean by like where I got drafted? Like, well, I mean, like, or? I mean, like coming from LA, kind of being in that spotlight and coming to Cleveland where things are just kind of tailor made for your situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very fortunate to have come to this situation, but, um, you know, at, at the same time, like, I think, you know, I, I'm, I am thankful for what I, for getting picked to LA, for going through and being with those guys that I got to learn and grow with, because, uh, you know, I, I, I know myself and, you know, to an extent, I wasn't ready to be on a good team yet. Um, I, I wasn't ready to a certain extent. Like even when I got here and was, um, you know, was with Ron and those guys in the finals, I don't necessarily think I was ready. Um, but what's been fortunate about being here is I've gotten to be and learn how to be comfortable in myself and not, you know, look over my shoulder as like, hey, are they going to turn on me? Uh, you know, am I still well liked? Like I, I don't. Like, you know, and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, being, you know, I'm in a very good situation. I've got to learn and grow and get comfortable with myself and confident in my game. And, and you know, that's why, you know, that's why I want us to be, I'm, you know, I'm ready for us to make the playoffs. I'm ready to be in these playoffs because um, that's what, that's what that, you know, that's what the playoffs requires. You're going to be confident and, and, and versatile and, you know, comfortable in your, you know, who you are as a player. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm very ready for us to get good. And uh, once we are, I think I'm going to be a, a heck of an asset uh, once we get there. I was going to ask you that, and I'm glad you brought it up. You know, you came here in a trade, and you were looked at as one of the guys who was supposed to help. Um, the team was struggling at the time, and you were supposed to help turn them around and, and get them – I think that the phrase that they used is they were marching towards nowhere and like you were an uplifting type of player um, and you were going to help with some of their flaws. Um, So that's the team that you came to with a chance to compete for a championship and and play with LeBron. And then quickly after that, they go in a different direction. They go into a rebuild, a retool, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've talked to Kevin about this in the locker room before, but like how tough is that mentally? Because you thought you were going to a place um, for, for one specific goal to compete for a championship. And then that changes so quickly into your time after arriving. So I, when you talk to Kevin, I I guarantee you we have different answers. We were in very different places in our careers, right? Like that was my second and a half year in the league, right? So I just finished my third when we decided to go forward. And I, after coming off that playoffs and realizing like, oh man, you know, LA didn't prepare me for those, you know, I wasn't ready for those meaningful games. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's like, which is a harsh realization. I, I I, I realized like, oh, oh man, all right, I need to, I need to figure out, I need to really figure out who I am and what I do, right? Like I know I'm good enough to just kind of hang around the league and, you know, like, oh, guys, I'm like, let's take him. But, you know, I want to be, you know, that, that made me realize like, okay, 
you know, this is a place that I'm comfortable in and people are supportive of me and, you know, where I can truly be myself on and off the court, where I can, you know, where I can have ugly growing games, where I can have, um, you know, where I can learn like, all right, well, let me play, you know, one year, let me play a little bit of point guard. See how I like that. The point forward type. <laughs> Hey, I can do that. That's pretty cool. You know, whereas, you know, if you're in a strict winning situation, you don't get to learn that about yourself so that now, you know, now I catch the ball at the elbow and I don't have to think about it. Like, you know, great. And so I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's why I'm, I'm grateful for the situation I got traded into because it made me realize exactly who I was and what I needed to do. And so now, I, now I feel like, um, you know, whenever, you know, whenever I do get to the playoffs again, it's going to be, it's, uh, you will not see the same player you saw. In any way, you, you mentioned how, how great it was to watch the playoffs and, and see some of these new places have the success that they did. On the other side of that, Larry, in any way, was it hard? Because, you know, New York was you guys right? Atlanta was you guys. At one point, I guess, Milwaukee was you guys. And Phoenix, the same thing. And then those teams are having success in the playoffs, and they're there in the playoffs, and you guys are are having to watch that. Yeah. I mean, that was very hard. Um, As a player, you don't know, you don't really know what you're missing until you've gotten to the playoffs, and you've gotten Mm -hmm. to feel that. Um, I love basketball, right? We all love basketball. But playoff basketball isn't just basketball. And you don't know it. Like, I couldn't sit here and explain to Darius why the playoffs are that much better than last year against the Brooklyn. But they are. They're they're so much better than that. And so for me, watching the the teams in the playoffs, yeah, there was jealousy, there was envy, there was all that. But at the same time, there was – there was there was motivation and also um, you know there was um, I'm trying to think of the right word there was belief that you know we might not be that far away Atlanta mm. finished with one more win than we did last year you know when I came to the league Phoenix we were we were the uh, you know we were the punching bag of the league in LA but Phoenix was below us. Yeah. Like and, and now they're in the finals playing in these awesome, meaningful games and Booker is a superstar and eight came into his own and Mikhail Bridges is, you know, fly out of the break. And, you know, watching that is, just makes you so happy for a team like that. Same thing with Atlanta. Same thing with New York. And so, like, you look at it and you go, why not? <laughs> I mean, truly, you look at it and you're like, why not? Sure. You know, nobody looked at nobody looked at the Hawks at the start of that last season, except maybe the Hawks and went that right there is an Easter Conference Finals team. Mm-hmm. Nobody looked at the Knicks and said, besides maybe the Knicks and said, "Yeah, I like the four seed for them." You know, Chris Paul going to the Suns with believing that they could get there, and everybody was kind of like, hmm? you, know, <laughs> "You didn't want to join one of these, you know, one of these preset teams ready and made for you." And you know, look where they finished. So like. Coming into this year, next year, nobody's going to be looking at the Cavs going, yeah, I can, I can see them making some noise. No, they're going to be like, yeah, it's going to be a heck of a lottery team next year. But, you know, with the way I'm looking at it is the belief within the locker room is, is so far, and it goes to show what these teams have done. The belief in the locker room, the belief within the walls of, of, of our gym is so much more important than the belief of anything on the outside. So, so- you know, we we all believe it then shoot for me it was <laughs> for me it was uh um, it's exciting uh where does that belief come from then it has to come from within like i've got it i've got it like i i believe in Darius. i believe it i i believe in colin i believe in Jarrett. i don't know this kid yet but look he doesn't have a choice <laughs> he, this number the third pick don't have a choice he, he just doesn't you know you you're you're going to deal with it. You know, I, I believe that we can make the playoffs. And that's something that, that you know, hopefully he's on board for because, you know, that's, uh, 
you know, and I've, so I've talked to Darius. I've talked to these guys in the summertime, and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. I sent the text when the Hawks made it to the, to the Eastern Conference Finals that just said, you know, that was like, yo, you know these guys finished one more win than us last year? Halfway through the year, you know, these like we were neck and neck with them in the standings, and now they're playing, you know, they're playing for a chance to go to the finals. Like, you know, there is there is no reason whatsoever that we can't do the same thing. We can't have that same kind of jump. And so, um, you know, that belief has to come from within us. Like Darius has to come back, thinking, yeah, we can. Same thing with Colin. Same thing with Isaac. I will be. You know, and if the players are, the coaches are going to be like. Okay, let's do it. And same thing, you know, that, that's just, that's just has to be the attitude. And so, uh, you know, that'll be, you know, day one training camp in the film room or wherever we're at before we hit the court. That, that will literally be my speech to the team. Are you that Larry, guy? Are, are you that guy, Larry, the, the group text message guy who, who initiates that kind of thing? Because I remember during the LeBron years, um, right after Channing Frye was, was traded for, and uh, they already had Richard Jefferson, you know, Channing was the one who a lot of people, including then general manager, David Griffin said, like he made us a team because he initiated these text messages. He initiated these team dinners and things like that on the road. And we became a family and stuff like that. So is that like your role? Are you the guy who initiates those group text messages and things like that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say, I do a lot of the dinners and stuff like that. Yes, that is. Yeah, I, I do enjoy getting guys together off the court and, and you know, putting things like that together. So, um, but in terms of the text message, ours is fairly healthy. You know, I send a whole lot of the, you know, a whole lot of like the ones that aren't just like laughing at so-and-so that saw something on TV that was fun, right? <laughs> like I'll send the, hey, yo, you guys know the Hawks finished at, finished 19 to 52 last year, whereas we finished yeah. 15 to 53, right? Or whatever the exact record I'll send a lot of those ones to make, you know, the ones like, you know, all right, let's, yeah, we're all friends here, but like, let's recognize that we're still a team with a goal. Mm. So, you know, I'll send a lot of those messages. But ours, I uh, mean, our, our group text message is pretty healthy. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's not like I need to re, it's not like I need to restart the messages and get, get everybody back going again. They're, they're flowing pretty heavily. I'll send a lot of the, uh, the ones that make you think. Larry, you Emojis, mentioned gifts. You mentioned the uh, you mentioned the playoffs. You mentioned you know your belief, and I and I I completely agree with that. What else do you need to get to the playoffs in terms of either the team or from each individual or you know from outside? I mean, what do you need to make the playoffs next year? Uh, first and foremost, we need um, you know, and this is this is on me one hundred percent. We gotta stay healthy. We gotta stay healthy. Um, I had I had some really unfortunate freak injuries this year, you know, and it, it you know, I broke my hand, can't game plan for that, broke my thumb, can't game plan for that, and then I got, I got sick, I caught something in Utah that even the Cleveland Clinic doesn't even know. so, um, pretty unfortunate, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's something that, you know, I believe, uh, changes our fortunes quite drastically, you know, we were, pretty good team, you know, defensively, especially, but, you know, as a whole, we were a team that not a lot of people had a lot, had interest in playing. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, you know, injuries hit and sometimes the best team is the healthiest. And that's, uh, I think that's where it starts for us next year. Is, you know, we got to stay healthy. So I got to come back uh, ready to go. You know, I got to come back, you know, my hands fully healed and back at the court. My thumb's great. So, you know, if this one breaks again, then, you know, somebody, there's so much metal in here. This thing is probably going to hurt somebody else more than it hurts me. Uh, but I think health starts. And number two, I think big, might be bigger than health is just the belief that we can do it. Mm -hmm. And the belief is solely within the locker room. Nobody else has to do it, so that's fine. Leah, I'm curious, around this time of year, you know, we talked about it. There are so many different trade rumors going around. Um, as a player, how do you handle that? Oh, man, you are talking to – you are talking to trade rumor general here. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the business, you know, like it's something that is, you love, you know, I don't want to say you love to read it, but there, yeah, you see articles and you're like, no way, that'd be crazy. You read them all. You read them all. Every rumor you send to your buddies like, yo, how wild would this be? Like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't believe they're talking about this. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating that you see your name and it's like, wait, what? You know, it's like, that's not funny anymore. This is not funny. And, but at the end of the day, it's all, it's all part of what we do. You know, it's, it's, it sounds corny, but you know, that's, we're all pawns in a game at the end of the day. Right. Like, and um, if they, if they see something that benefits the organization better than I do at, the, at this current time, then I'm sure they're going to do it just mm-hmm. like, you know, as, uh, you know, as most organizations do. And so it's something that if you stay up all night worrying about it, then you're going to lose a whole lot of sleep because at some point in your career, you will be mentioned in a treatment point blank period. You know, you see guys like, you know, you see guys like superstars mentioned in trade and mm-hmm. It's like, man, if, if they're not safe, the rest of us are. So, you know, for me, I just try to, try to tune it out. Honestly, I try to enjoy it the same as I, you know, the same as it would be if it were anybody else. Like, you know, I'll send it to my buddies and go, look at this, how crazy would that be? Like, three hours or something. Like, you know, try to just have fun with, with it because you never know when it's going to happen. At the end of the day, you know, none of us are truly safe. So it's, uh, it's part of the business and you just can't sweat it too much. Chris and I have both, Chris and I have both said that you, uh, if you were to be traded, I think Kobe would have to find a new hideaway, a new house to live in. Some, some where fans wouldn't come get him. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if you'd have to worry about the fans. I think you might have to worry about my mom. There you go. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Well, well, that's the other side of it, though, too, Larry. Because I know that there's a business side, and, and you mentioned it. You're all pawns in the game. And if a team feels like they can improve, they're going to explore that avenue. Um, but, but you're also human, you know, you love it here. Your family is here. Um, you obviously live here. So like, has there been a trade rumor that you have seen that you were like, Oh crap. Like, and then you called Kobe or you called your agent and you were like, Hey, like what's going on here? Is this legit? Um, am I staying like what's happening here? Yeah, for sure. I've definitely called my agent and like, Mark, who's trading for me? Why have I not been told? What is going on? Am I going to have to move soon? And just, like, Larry, Larry, I don't even know where that came from. You're not going anywhere. Like, and it hasn't happened in a while because he's talked me down off, you know, off the the cliff, you know, multiple times. And I think everybody has done that. But, yeah, you're right. This is is home for me and my family's here. I live seven minutes from my dad and mom and ten minutes from my sister. And, you know, when when my little brother's in college, he's going to move back here, too. And so, you're right. I'm comfortable here and everything is, um, I, I love Cleveland. I love being here and that's you know, a part of me, but you know, it's, it's also, it's also, uh, you know, trying to, trying to dig my feet in and trying to, you know, trying to make it more emotional than it would be if it happens. It's, it's a way to get hurt, mm. you know, it's a way to get hurt. So like, I love it here. I I will always be here. You know, no matter what happens, I'm I'm gonna live here when I retire. You know, me and my wife have our house. This is where we're gonna be. This is where I'm gonna raise my kids. And so Cleveland is always a part. Is always gonna be a part of me. Now, you know, I've got you know, I play for the Cavs, and that's the coolest. That's part, you know, one of the coolest parts of it. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if the organization finds something that they deem is better for them than I am right now, then terrific i'll live in the cleveland i'll live in cleveland in summertime i'll be at guardians games i'll be it's it's all good <laughs> it's all it's, it's it's okay but um you know trying to trying to really dig in and tell them you know kick and fight and scream on your way out is is uh you know just a way to make it more you know emotional than it has to be because you know at the end of the day it's probably not it's you know at least for me it wouldn't be personal it's just right. uh, you know, it's an organization doing what's best for them, and that that I think everybody can understand. So there would be no hard feelings. It's just one of those that like I'll see this sometime. 
Thank you for setting up the perfect transition there. Um, obviously, that was the big news of the week. The Guardians, the new name. You're a Clevelander. You're what do you what do you think? Well, I mean, what's your what's your take? Honestly, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I was hoping for spiders. If those were the only two, right? Like I'd only really seen spiders and Guardians, and I, I was hoping for spiders, but. It's fine. Look, I, it's long, I'm just glad we didn't. I'm just glad we didn't do the whole baseball team thing. Um, it was it was beyond time for us to get rid of you know get rid of the old name. And I think it's terrific that we did and on par with everything you know that our that our city has been about and these organizations have been about. So um, you know, kudos for that. But at the same time, spiders, man, spiders. <laughs> Logo, thumbs up or thumbs down? You've seen the logo. I've seen the logo. It's it's cool. Um, to me, it doesn't necessarily look like a Major League Baseball logo. Um, it, I, I don't know. I'll wear it on a hat for sure, but um, I don't know. It's going to take some getting used to. I, but I didn't like, you know, I, I didn't immediately love Rocket Mortgage Buildings. I thought it was, you know, I, I'm not great with change. But now it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just, hey, I'm headed to Romo Fijo. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Romo it's, it's Romo Fio. It used to be the Q. Yeah, I've heard people call it the Rock, but yeah, it's Romo Fio. Romo Fio. That's amazing. I'm gonna start using that. Romo Fio. Yeah. Oh my god. That's great. I think um Larry, I think the Guardians logo looks like somebody slapped something together on old school clip art and just I, my prediction is that thing goes the way of the dodo by the time the regular season starts next year. <laughs> you think so? Well, okay, what what were you hoping for? What was the name that you were hoping for? I wanted Commodores. I could have gone with Commodores. What is a Commodore? I mean, it's like kind of like a captain. Like it's the guy who led the Navy, I guess, if you want to say. Okay. What? Not, my my only problem, my only problem with that is you already have the Cleveland Cavaliers next door. Then you have the the Lake County Captains. A lot of C's, and then you know a lot of Commodores, Captains, Cavaliers. Like it's a lot of C's. Yeah. yeah see, I, I wasn't necessarily concerned with the C's. It was more so like. Yeah. And like I what? Would rather, okay. I would rather have an actual. We like we we had an actual mascot. The Cavs don't really have like yeah we have Moon Dog, but Moon Dog isn't a Cavalier. <laughs> Sir CC you know, man, come on! For sure, we have Sir CC, right? But he kind of came along recently. That's true. Uh, and right. then the Browns, you know, the Browns, the Elf, right? You're yes. Exactly. That, that is not a Brown. I, I don't necessarily know what a Brown is, but I, it would have been right, and we could have at least had a big old spider and have and, you know. And, center field sure. racing somebody yeah. or something you know what i mean i like, thought it would be i thought it'd been cool if they like everybody's ask everybody wants um groot to be the mascot for the guardians like because like the guardians of the galaxy and all that I, I thought it would have been cool if spider-man was the mascot for the for the spiders <laughs> that would have been cool i think we would have gotten sued by marvel universe pretty quick but but like marvel could have been part of it could have been like spider-man sponsored by marvel like <laughs> Hey, look, if we can get Spider-Man slinging down some, you know, slinging some webs and whatnot, I'm all for it. That'd right. be great. But I, you know, my I don't, whole know, thing I don't was, know what you're going to do with Guardians. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing was, like, one of the things that this city has is Lake Erie. And th- nobody has played off of that except for the monsters at one point in time. Um, so, like, you have that. Um, this is a great boating city. Like, play off of that. And, and you mentioned it, Hayden. Yeah, they do have the captains for a reason, obviously. I mean, if you can go with admirals, if you could go with the Cleveland Shores, Commodores, I would have been on board with any of those things that were nautical. You want, That's just me. I'm going to take over for like 30 seconds. I wanted the Cleveland Blues because I think the Cleveland Blues, you could play off the Browns, the Reds. You could play off the Lake Erie being blue sometimes. And then you could play off like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the blues, like kind of like the music thing. I thought you could have like, either way, you could have like found a way to navigate it. And like, I appreciate that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's creative at least. But creative, again, right, exactly. what, is your, what is your mascot? That's, that's the great question. Like Slider. the dog from Last Clues or something? 
<laughs> Slider's the mascot regardless. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think we all can agree that Guardians seems a little bit like, oh, we got to change the name. What do you think? Guardians, great. Let's go with that. Release it. Larry's lukewarm response to you, Hayden, is essentially a writer writing that a coach is a great guy. <laughs> like you've got nothing else to say about the coach. No, it's, you can't uh, listen, talk about his X's and O's. It's a hard. You can't talk about his rotations no, and his timeout usage. So you're just like, he's great. He's it's great hard. Guy. It's a hard thing to do to rename a team, you know? It, it is. is. It, it truly is. And like, and like Larry said, the, the best thing is that I think we all agree that it was time and like, you know, they did, they did the right thing and uh, we all just got to embrace it. Yeah, I sure I would have embraced spiders a little bit more, but guardians it is. <laughs> the other team in town that you're a fan of the Browns, how excited are you for, uh, for the upcoming season? Oh man. I'm not sure if I would, it's comparable with last year. It's on par with last year. And that was, that was, that was hard to beat. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think our defense is going to be an absolute problem. Like if I get, if I'm fortunate enough to like, I'm not like my snake drafts the fancy football. If it goes around, I'm going to be the first guy to take a defense and it's going to be gross. <laughs> Because I'll tell you what, do you want to be, do you want to snap the ball and look at, look left and go, ah, great, Miles. Look right and go, clowning. All right. Nope. I don't either. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm going. Uh, the over under, I think, is 10 and a half. Is that right, Hayden? The win total? I believe 10 so. and a half? I think that's what it is. Over or under? I, I almost don't even have to ask you. <laughs> I don't know how many over. How many over is the better question? How many over? If the if if the over under was fifteen and a half, guess what? Over, smash the over. Uh, Well, now it's now be sixteen and a half. Oh, that's right, sixteen and a half. You know what? I looked at their schedule and I really don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I forget whether it's the Ravens or the Steelers, but we play a team before the bye and that exact team after the bye. And I hate yep. it. I hate it. I hate it. Because it's Baltimore. It's Baltimore, which I hate more than the Steelers. But the only good, I think, Larry, the only good news about that is that they Baltimore plays Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and then Cleveland between, and the Browns get that bye in the middle. Yeah, that's true. And Pittsburgh and Baltimore could have beat the heck out of each other, so. I'll take it. I don't know. It's me that's just so close for adjustments. Um, ah, maybe. Does maybe. That, which, I mean, one's, which, one's, which one's first, home or away? I think. Well, that's what we have computers for. Yeah, let's look it up. I would hope home is first. I want home first. I think the first one is home. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Could my computer be slower? My God, away is the first one. Okay, there you go. So that helps. If we beat them there, then all the pressure's on them. They gotta come. They gotta come. They gotta beat us. That's true. Week one, the the one there, the one there is a Sunday night football. You said week one's the Chiefs. Uh, I've got, I've got some. I gotta have to wager with Dean Wade. What is it? What's the wager? Oh, it's, I mean, one of us is going to have to wear a Mahomes or Mayfield jersey in the game. Mm. You know, so I just, I really don't want to wear a Patrick Mahomes jersey. I'll do all I can. If the Chiefs win, I'm going to do all I can to convince him that it's okay if I wear a Travis Kelsey. Ah. <laughs> that's like, that's that's cheating, but it's fair. It's cheating, but it's, it's, still, within the, it's still within the rules. It's fair. It's fair. Is that part of your plan for training camp? I remember two years ago you brought in uh, Dean and I think Darius and uh, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan to, to training camp. Are you going to try to get those guys out again? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would. Uh, you know, that's something that you know it's it, it's cool for those guys to uh, you know get to meet you know get to meet some of the you know some of the some of the guys on the other team. Obviously, we're in we're all in in, in such a you know in such a different profession that you know you get to meet somebody like that and you know, we all watch the tv it's very cool you know so uh possible friendships and whatnot 
it's great for those guys to, you know, come out and see what, I mean, to be honest with you, Cleveland fans are more excited about. Mm-hmm. No matter, look, we could win, we could be, we could literally be coming off our 18th championship in a row, and guess what? People are going to be like, yeah, but how about those Browns? <laughs> is, is that hard to deal with? I mean, is that is that something that, like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you say it, and obviously that means that you're thinking about it, other guys thinking about it. I mean, is that tough for the team to deal with? No, not at all. No, not at all. We're not, no, that's not something that, um, that's not something that any of us care about at all. We're right. happy for them. Like, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, you know, I was a Clevelander before I was a Cavalier. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm as excited as everybody else is about the Browns. So, um, no, I mean, we're our own, we're, two completely different entities and you know it's not like you know we're not fighting for television time or anything like that or so yeah yeah i think i i would hope you know they're excited for us and we're excited for them and you know and, and you know, we're all excited for the guardians I'm, well, I'm, not excited. I'm excited i'm excited for people in baseball team but i don't know if i'm excited for them so <laughs> i was gonna say i'm not as excited for the guardians i'm excited for the players <laughs> that play for the guardians Exactly. Yes. Exactly. All right. So I, I think it was around this time that, that you made a bold prediction last year that, that Darius was going to have a monster breakout second season. Is that right? Do I have that right? Look, was I was I wrong? No, no, you were right. I mean he was really good this year. So so now I'm gonna put you on the spot and make you make other predictions. How's that sound? Okay. I've got a prediction that I've been sitting on since since uh, last few games of the season. Okay. What's that prediction then? Isaac Okoro. Yeah. And this, this this one right here, I don't know if I can make it for the upcoming season, but when when the dust has settled in four or five years, mm-hmm. people are going to look back and go, he went fifth? Mm. People, I think he's going to be uh, I think he's gonna be, you know, when the Cavs do when the Cavs do what the, the, the Hawks did, you're gonna look at you're gonna look at Isaac and be like, man, he turned into that. That's pretty awesome. Hmm. Uh, I think he's gonna be I think I think he's gonna be really tough to deal with. Obviously on both ends of the court, but offensively he he, he didn't even care about offense. <laughs> Not even a little bit. And yeah. has, has gotten to do some of the things that he does. His transition finishing, his athleticism, his his stature and structure for the way he's built for a 19-year-old is, is special. And so I think, uh, you know, barring, barring uh, you know, all the, all the knock on woods, um, I think he's going to be special. Very, what very what is it about what is it about him that uh, that you that over the last couple games you kind of felt that way? Um, the kid has never played a pick and roll. The kid has mm-hmm. never played. He's never played as a lead guard. He's never played with the ball in his hands. He's never done any of that. And to step into an NBA arena, right? Darius is hurt. Uh, I think Colin may have turned his ankle or something. But for whatever reason, like Isaac was our main primary ball handler. And to do some of the things and see some of the reads that he saw and or didn't see, and then two games later did see his rapid improvement. That was um, was something that I think should be looked at more. Uh, hmm. I think should be looked at more and dived into more a little bit because I think he watching it from the sidelines was like, man, this kid. This kid's got something, and, and it's you know, obviously it's he's physical, he's strong, and all that stuff. But I think it's, I think his IQ is is something that he's a quiet kid, so you never really hear him talk too much. But his IQ is something that might might grow with the best of them. Yeah. He adjusts, he adjusts and learn pretty quickly. I think the other thing that people are underestimating, Larry, is just how weird last season was for a rookie. And that the, the things that, that normal rookies 
um, got in the past that he didn't get? Yeah, no, absolutely. Last year was, you know, this is my sixth year. Last year was, could have been my first in terms of how uncomfortable we all were. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Isaac hasn't experienced the NBA yet. You know, really hasn't. Like, towards the end of the year, a little bit. And it's kind of crazy to say that since he, you know, went from guarding Luca, then to Jason Tatum, then to Luca, then to Kawhi, mm-hmm. then to, you know, <laughs> so, you know, he, he, he went through the rigor with that. But at the same time, he hasn't gotten to see that energy in the building. He hasn't gotten to feel uh, just he hasn't gotten to be around it. And I can't necessarily tell you what's going to be so much different other than just the energy, right? Yeah. Like all those people in the building do make a tremendous difference to the effort level in which you can put up, right? Like mm-hmm. if you, if you put, you know, if you put in an Olympic athlete, hundred meter dash and they just in an empty gym by themselves, you know, you've got to go run your hundred meters. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's fast, but you put them in the Olympics, and that's when you see world records broken because the adrenaline, the energy, the moment yeah. that you can feel that, and that's what he hasn't necessarily gotten to feel. And all of last year kind of felt like pickup, like we were in a back gym just kind of playing pickup games. Mm-hmm. All right, so Isaac is is one of your big predictions. I have a question though. Um, around the NBA, there's a lot of chatter. Dame Beal. Kawhi, Chris Paul, and what's going to happen with him. Uh, what's your big prediction on the biggest move that happens around the NBA this offseason? I know you got to have one that you've thought about. Um, one that I've thought about, I mean, I think, I think and hope that Dean stays. Um, okay. Obviously, partial to smaller markets. I think you know it's very cool that a guy like that remains there. Mm. I mean, is the obvious is the obvious Ben Simmons trade on the horizon? Is that a, is that a take? Is that a yeah. take anymore? Sure, I think that's a take. Okay, yeah, then that's my take. I think he, um, I think it'd be good for both parties for him to get out of Philadelphia. I don't know where to. Obviously, I have. You know, I don't know what any of that is. I, I don't know the contract situations and massive salary cap matching and all that stuff. That is not yeah. what I'm making up. So, <laughs> so I, but I, I genuinely think that a new situation can be a breath of fresh air for a guy. So I, I, I think he's going to use all, he's going to move to a different spot. It's going to be a mm. great spot and I think he's gonna. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. You know, as everybody's bashing him, I'm still, I'm still a fan of him. The kid's, a, he's a 23 year old all star. Like, let's not forget that. So he's gonna go somewhere and, you know, reinvent himself as, as an absolute nightmare. Yeah, I was gonna ask you that. What do you make of of this idea that that his value has, let's use the term diminished, um, based on what he did or didn't do in the playoffs? Do you think that's just ridiculous? Um, I think it has, but I think it's ridiculous. Um, okay. Um, because to me, right, like if, you, if you're going to pay a guy max money, they have yeah. to be on the court at the end of the game. Right. You know, and to me, there is only one – there. obviously not there's only one difference, but the difference between him and Giannis to me, where Giannis is in a terrific free throw shooter, you know, but he don't care. He's going to keep mm. coming downhill and make you foul him. And he's going to go to the line and he's going to shoot. Him. He'll make some, he'll miss some. And in game six of the finals, you'll go 17 of 19 and win you a championship. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I think once, you know, if, if I were Ben, you know, I'd be obviously a lot richer, but I'd be, <laughs> I'd be, <laughs> um, you know, I'd be looking at Giannis and going like, oh, wait, so he can't really shoot free free throws that well either but he just goes anyway oh cool all right that's fine you know if that's all they want then yeah i can do that and so i think once he you know once he embraces the fact that like you're gonna hit foul you're gonna go to the line and you know 
make more than you miss and great. It's a, no, they can't take you off the court because of everything else that you can do. Mm. You know, you're all, he's an all world defensive player. He's can see the court and his basketball IQ is as high as anybody you can hope for in the game. So once he realizes that little thing of go despite them fouling, you know, make your free throws, miss them, of course, work on them. But like, you know, whether you make or miss them is less important than is less important than you stopping going because that shows you, you know, they got you. Yeah. So I think that's the most important lesson. You know, if I if I could you know, impart any wisdom, and you know, as my if I as my elderly statesman at 28, uh, that's that's what I would that's that's what I would do. But I, I would if I were a front office, I'd take him in a heartbeat. I was going to say, you're getting up there in age now. Okay, now, look at I'm not getting up there in age. Don't do not do that. Just because I'm surrounded by 20 and 21-year-olds <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm old. I just finished my sixth year in the league. Like, look, I'm not old. <laughs> I was, me time. I was, I was looking at the roster the other day, and I think you're one of three or four, 27 or older, on the roster. Yeah, I, but look, we OKC was OKC was what the old the youngest yeah. roster in the league or something. Mm-hmm. And if you took, it wasn't like if you took Cav or Deli off our team, we would have been the youngest. Or so there was some yeah. there was some stat yeah, that I yeah. saw that like you know one of our you know one of our you know ancient old men was holding us back from being the youngest. So <laughs> if I, if you put me on. If you put me on Golden State, they're like, man, this guy's only 28. <laughs> right. It's it's all perspective now. It's all perspective. That's true. Plus, I plus I feel like I'm I feel like I'm like 23. It's great. It's all about age. Age is nothing but a number. That's what I'm saying. Hanging around these young guys makes me feel makes me feel young. Who knows? I might so I might get back out there after workout and start windmilling and put it between the legs. There you go. Why not? Nice. Why not? Chris, did you have another prediction? Question? Yeah, one more. Yeah, one more. Just because I know you love making predictions. Um, I hate it. <laughs> uh, does Team USA win gold in men's basketball? Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> Why? You have too many cool. friends? All right. All no, right. It's not, it's not even that. It's just like you know what we're all thinking, right? I think they figure it out, right? Like, I think they're okay. going to see their backs up against the wall and figure it out. But after what Luca just did the other day, I think they, <laughs> they, they, they got to figure some things out because, you know, 48, 11, and 5 in European play is no joke. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're going to figure it out and, and get it back on track. I mean, you just added three, you know, championship-level players to the roster, so. They, they need some time. I think this next game against Iran will be a good, um, you know, hopefully scrimmage for them, mm. and uh, you know they can they can figure all that out. But I mean, I think they're too talented to struggle for too much longer. Does it surprise you when they quote unquote struggle against some of these other international teams at this point? No. No. Now, if we were playing, if they had NBA refs and an NBA-style game, mm. we wouldn't even be having this discussion because they would have won every game by 25-30. But the European game is different, right? Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's refereed differently. It's, um, you know, a lot of it is, is like when you see, you know, I'm a soccer guy, so like when you see teams from La Liga in Spain play against a Premier League team, they're like getting getting knocked out, beat up, ran through, and, and all that type of stuff. It's just so much more physical. And um, it's almost like that's what Team USA is going for. They're, like, trying to navigate how to play this new game. Like, obviously, right. they're talented. But, and it's still the same game within the description of it. But it's a different – it's different. You know, different, different, you know, some different lines of the course, some different rules. You know, some of that ISO stuff doesn't work quite as well. And so mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's definitely an adjustment, but I think they'll figure it out. All right. I won't make you make any more predictions. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it.
It had to be tough as uh, as Kevin's friend and teammate. I mean, it had to be tough to watch him kind of have to leave that situation. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to him about it? And uh, how is he doing? Uh, yeah, I talked to him. Um, you know, obviously, it's not how he envisioned it going or anybody really envisioned it going. But at the same time, you know, he seems uh, he seems in a good space and still and still you know is still motivated you know to come back healthy and, and better than ever for us. So, you know, for me again as a as a teammate and a friend, you know, I'm, I'm happy he's good. You know, I'm happy he's uh, in a good place. And I just, uh, you know, as a, as, as a Cavs player as well, I, I, I hope he, you know, I hope he does come back ready because you know, as we've all seen, a healthy Kevin Love is still a very, very good basketball player. All right, Larry, we're going to let you go. We appreciate your time very, very much. Thank you for joining us. And uh, congratulations. We forgot to congratulate you on your uh, award from, uh, was it Bleacher Report? Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. It's yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's definitely something. There it is. You're there not going to see that on the something. podcast, but there it is. Yeah, it's a giant, giant blue and purple letter K. <laughs> exactly what you wanted. <laughs> exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> but I mean, appreciate obviously, it, a very, very well deserved award for all you did for local small businesses in Cleveland and. Larry currently is wearing his shop small support local shirt. So um, well, well, well deserved. And I know, you know, plenty of businesses that you, um, that you kind of put out there were super, 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 super um, appreciative of your efforts. So I wanted to mention that before we get out of here. Well, I appreciate it. That, uh, that means the world. And, you know, hopefully we get to get to do something similar this, this upcoming season. Yeah. Keep it going. Why not? There's still small, Definitely. small businesses. They need the help. So. Hey, we got some, we got some ideas. We got good. some ideas. Good, good, good. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy the draft on Thursday night, Larry, and uh, enjoy the rest of your off season. Maybe we'll talk to you before. Maybe we won't. We'll see what happens. Um, right. But either way, we'll we'll probably see you at a training camp at some point. I'm sure you will. All right, guys, I appreciate it. All right, Thanks, thank man. you for joining us, Larry, and uh, thank you everyone for listening to the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. Check us out on Cleveland.com/slash Cavaliers very soon.